Hey, what's up? My name is DeAndre Kiera. And this is Natasha Nina. And you are tuned in to a new episode of Just Let It Glow Podcast. Hey, friend. Hey. What is going on? Everything and nothing. <laughs> <laughs> everything uh, is everything. Girl, listen. <laughs> we ain't even get to talk about that because I wanted to go to that concert and I heard bad things. Uh, about the Fujis? Mm-hmm. I heard what I should have known. Yeah, but I still wanted to <laughs> no see. No surprise. No, and she didn't do nothing off her album. But anyway, um, how are you, boo? I'm doing great. I feel Ooh. great. Mm, you can tell uh, the energy through the microphone. Yes, like you know? I'm smiling. I feel <laughs> great. feel like things are just moving in a way in which it's supposed to. Also, I've been taking magnesium supplements. Oh. So that might have something to do with it too. What does that do? What does magnesium supplement? It's do? like a natural anti-stressor. Really? Yes. Oh, that's a that's an interesting thing. So I wonder if that's in what's that shit I was taking? GABA, See? GABA something pills. That's supposed to be like anti-stress, anti-anxiety, like a mood enhancer. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So the. So I've been taking that for a couple of days. Um, I heard that it takes about two weeks to take full effect. So if anybody ever took magnesium for anxiety or stress, let me know how it worked for you. Yeah, that sound. That sound. Uh, yeah, no, it was GABA something. GABA, Pat, GABA. Eric is in our <laughs> business trying to figure out what Natasha. It's GABA something. GABA. Come on, some is it Kava? Is it a Kava leaf? No, it begin with a G. It's GABA something. G A B. It's in my kitchen, but I can't get it to get it. So you know. Yeah. But but no, it's magnesium. Yeah, but that's it. Well, you sound like you got some good D. That's what it sounds like. So if that's what magnesium makes you feel like, let me give me some magnesium. That's what honestly, if that was it, I'll get on this shit. Like, what's up? What's up? What's up? Tasha. We know that you, okay. you know. Actually, you acting like you've been doing stuff too, but that's the topic okay. for another day. Eric, Eric be talking to us like he don't, he be like, hey, this week he got all like moving the club, head. shaking my dress. Yes. <laughs> he was on like this punk rock skateboardy type of energy, you know? Yes. Mm-hmm. Everybody's Look, in a good what? mood, you know? Everybody is good. Every- yeah. Body is good. I love to hear that though. I'm really glad that you like. And Thank great you. is always good. But some you ask somebody how they doing, they say great. You know, it's like way better than perfect. Like you know, I be good. feeling like when you be like great, it, I be like, damn, am I bragging? No, and that's the, and you shouldn't even have to feel like that. Like that's what's wrong with society because you know, unfortunately, so many people don't like to see people genuinely happy or in a good space that you kind of got to dim your light so that they don't right. feel no type or they try to project or do something to kind of chip away at your happiness. So you got to kind of keep mm-hmm. it to Girl, this is a safe space and everybody in here now, you know, y'all better yeah, not, y'all better great. congratulate my friend for being in a great space. That's a, that's a, <laughs> I'm dead serious because I tell people like us, remember we had conversations before about being happy on purpose and and actually living in that moment 
Like you sound like you are in the moment. Like, yeah, I've been trying. I really been trying. I feel like just working, moving in that space. And for both of us, like moving in that mm-hmm. space has really granted us a lot of blessings because we haven't been letting things keep us down. We've been like, even though we have bad days, we have great mornings right after. So yeah. Yeah, I agree. I feel like that's the space we've been moving in. But what is going on with you, friend? Get the people <laughs> an update. <laughs> Lord, what is it going on? So, um, Penel survived <sighs> another week. Penel is still here, my hamster. I think I'm hamster. I keep calling her that. My Don't her- get no fucking hamster. <laughs> Bitch, I'm not. I'm scared of them fucking um, miniature. They, they like in between a rat and a fucking mouse. And a squirrel, which I have in my basement. I, did I mention it last week about my squirrel in my basement? <laughs> no. <laughs> so a squirrel got in my house, y'all. I don't know how, and it was it's been living in my basement since uh, last Tuesday. And like then I started feeling bad for it yesterday. Like he didn't really run all the way. Like he's been like climbing in the I don't know, like not the drop ceiling, but it's like parts that he can climb at the top part, like this underneath my you know floors. But anyway. He was looking at me and I felt so bad. And I'm like, you know what? I'm going to feed him. <laughs> so I was feeding him like bread and carrots. And he ate it. He was eating it. Because I'm like, you know, do you feed the squirrel or do you want a dead squirrel that you gonna have, they going to have to find that's going to be a smell in your house? Or a squirrel that goes rabid because they hungry. And start so ravaging. Exactly. So before we got to that point, I fed it, um, <laughs> you know, and today the uh, pest control people came out. They put a tray down. And when I came back from the nullery, he was in there and it's a baby squirrel. Even though I took a picture of him over the weekend, it looks, I blew up the picture. So he looks really big as I zoomed in. It's actually, yeah, no, he looked like, he looked like a yeah, beast. Yeah, no, he me. really looks big <laughs> in the picture, but I swear to God, like he could probably fit in your hand. It's really a baby. And I feel so bad because yeah. he's trying to get out this cage. So, um, but I'm glad, you know, Malia actually was kind of sad. She was like, oh, it, mind you, the scariest person in this house that wouldn't even walk in the basement. When I said, oh, he's in there, she was like, shit, oh. I don't blame her. <laughs> but don't be sad then that nigga leaving. Like, you was all sitting here, oh my God, squirrel down there, now you sad to see him go. And she was like, yeah, you know, I was getting kind of used to being in the fucking basement. Shit. <laughs> but um, then my second hermit crab that I got the other day, has been like shedding his legs and like he lost to like a claw and I don't know what's going on. I got to do a little bit more research on hermit crabs. I know it's winter. I know crabs don't really come out in the winter time. That's why, you know, seafood, you know, you don't get whole crabs easily and prices go a little, up a little higher. Um, but anyway, so I don't know. It's still alive, though. I, I didn't even tell you yesterday. That this oh, was I thought you said it was dead. I, DeAndre, <laughs> I mean, when we hung up, so yesterday, me and her were on the phone, and I thought it was dead. So I'm like, all right. I took it out of the, the tank it's in, and I set it on this thing. And I was like, all right, I'm just, when I go to, you know, pick my daughter up, I'm going to take it to back to PetSmart. So I forgot it was there. And then, like, hours had passed, like an hour passed, and then I heard something fall. And it was the damn hermit crab. Like he was, he crawled himself to go. I don't know where he was trying to go and he fell off this thing. So like he didn't break his shell or anything, but um, yeah, then he was still trying to crawl around. So I'm like, oh, you're still alive. <laughs> so I just put him back. Like, I, I don't even know at this mm-hmm. point. I don't know, but that's neither here nor there, girl. I, you know, what, what's been going on in the week? Girl, so even we can just start with it the bullshit 
So for right now, we're going to give a trigger warning. It's probably only going to last about five to ten minutes. Okay. Yeah. All right. So I'm gonna give y'all a count of three. One, two, three. All right. So um, you have the article, but over the weekend in Philadelphia on our transit on our Market Frankfurt line, and it's like a L. It's in a above um, street, I guess you can say, subway system. Right. I know every city doesn't have one, but it's an above. We have two. We have underground. We got above ground. So, um, a woman was sexually assaulted on the train on a car full of people. Mm. And it's been said that it occurred for um, more than 15 minutes. The train, it, depending on when she got on, it, the train ride really is only 15 minutes. Mm. So. Um, people watch no one called the police mm. and um, no one and people apparently may have recorded it do you want to read the article or did I pretty much sum it up you really basically summed it up I, yeah I'm at a loss for words I am at a fucking loss for words like you, I, had, I was on the phone with my girlfriend Tanisha and um, not my relationship girlfriend, but y'all know, girlfriend, you know <laughs> right. that. Um, but me and her were talking when we saw it, and she was like, "What is that shit called?" I was like, "Bystanders effect," and it's really that's something I'm really nervous about. Like, I don't, I hate it. Right. I hate it. What's and the bystanders now, effect? What is that? So the bystanders effect is hearing a crime or witnessing a crime. But being, but believing that someone else heard it and they will try to help or they will intervene or call the cops. So like um, so, that case that happened a long time ago when that lady got killed. Yes, that murdered. is, yes. Yep, that's what I was about to say. That is what created what is called the bystander effect. A woman in the early 19, I think 1930s, in New York was being raped in her in the lobby of her apartment building. So she was attacked and raped and she was screaming out for help. The rapist left. She was still screaming out for help. Over a hundred um neighbors heard her screaming and no one called the police because they thought someone else did. Mm-hmm. So much time passed that the attacker then came back and murdered her. Yeah, he came back and killed her. And everybody heard and everybody assumed that. And everybody heard. And it's that yeah, and it's actually a um updated like an episode of SV Law and Order SVU where they, it's kinda in modern times, but they it, they kinda explained a little bit more about that. I'm not sure the name of that episode. But I feel like what makes this even wrong is it's not that y'all were scared. Y'all recorded it. Right, because I was going to say, I don't necessarily feel like it might have been a bystander effect. I, the recording is in no way, shape, or form something you can justify. Because what the fuck is you no. doing it for? What are you recording this for? Where were you using that for proof? Right. The proof is in the fact that all y'all are eyewitnesses, and his DNA is on her, and y'all witnessed him rape her. So That's And they said shit. she was screaming... And also, just to preface this, on our train systems, like every couple of seats, there's an emergency button Mm. where even if you're afraid to call the cops, you can like alert the train operator and let them know that something is happening. Mm -hmm. 
and it's a it's a one button to to alert the uh, transit operator, and it's one for emergencies that you push, and it would stop the train, mm-hmm. or alert the conductor to stop the train because something is happening. So anything that have been happening, and I get when people are like, well, they don't know if he had a gun. But wouldn't that make you want to call the cops or something? To me, right. See, I understand not getting up and physically intervening because I had a conversation with a man that I respect, and he was like, you know, I'm sorry, I would not sit there and watch this happen. And I said, well, I get what you're saying, but then I know, you know, the the man that was killed, you know, recently at my friend's, um, somebody that worked at my friend's job, he got shot in his head for intervening in a female fight. And nobody would ever think that somebody trying to break up a fight would get, I see you being more liable mm-hmm. to get hurt in this scenario than that one. So I understand the physical part, but like you said, it has not, if you can pick up your fucking phone to record, you can dial 911. Like what, exactly. like what was that about? And then if he was raping her, I just feel like, that would give him a vulnerable opportunity for you to try to intervene. I feel like I, that's true. That I, is true. But yeah, I I'll say from my experience, and I hate to say it, sometimes like living in the city, everybody acts so fucking tough. But when it comes to standing on principles and standing on morals and protecting women, it's just not that. Yeah, that's true. When I was 21, yep, it's the summer, I turned 21, and my, me and my, all my group of friends over the year was turning 21. Our last friend was turning 21, and we were going to a club for her birthday, and I had went to work, I came home, changed clothes, and I was going to take, you know, um, I had came home from work, took a shower, and packed clothes to um, go to my friend's house to get dressed. Um, I think I had like the iPhone four. This is like when it first came out or whatever. And I was getting on the subway and my friend happened to call me. And at that time you wouldn't have service underground. Uh huh. Yeah. I remember that. So, um, before I went underground, I answered my phone just to see what she wanted. And this guy snatched my phone, started running. So I'm running after him. When I say I'm on a, I'm on one of the crowded, most crowded streets in Philadelphia. Right. It's nothing but men out there. They um they you know sell different goods and stuff like DVDs, CDs. This is how long ago it was. Fifty <laughs> second so, Street. <laughs> no, I was in North Philly. Oh. So it was just like nothing but men. Yeah, exactly. You would think somebody would mm-hmm. you know hit some balls. They moved out his way. Like, dead ass moved out his way. I ran after him. I was on his ass, too. And uh, I, I don't know why I did it. I shouldn't have done that because yeah, that was I think it was just an adrenaline. Mm-hmm. It was definitely dangerous. And once he ran through it, he didn't know I was behind him until this other guy behind me was like, she on you, bro. And what? he ran through an alleyway. He yes. t- so he helped the guy? It was the guy that was with him. Oh, shit. So, it was more so I was person. like, where you? I said, no, you stay right here. Like, I'm talking to this nigga, and I'm like, no, you stay the fuck here. Like, that's your people. You going, either you get him back here or you stay here. And mind you, it's hella men watching what happened. 
I'm handling this. It's a street nigga for real, for real. And he like, fuck you, bitch. I ain't, I don't oh, know that wow. nigga. Don't be telling people I fucking know him. I said, but you helped them. Why the fuck would you do that? And I started going in. That's how I'm fucking mad I was. And I wind up like call because it was on my grandma line. So I wind up calling her to call uh, Verizon to cut my phone off. Because at that time you couldn't do shit with an iPhone. You damn sure can't do nothing with a Verizon phone. Right. So this happened to me, and they thought his way. And you know this guy can say, "Oh yeah, you gotta be careful because they snatch your phones up." But you so ready? Can I have your number? Wow. <laughs> now that I said, I'm sorry, I'll be the last. When I say <laughs> I went the fuck off, I went the fuck I'm off. Sorry, I said, this I was like, I said, on what fucking phone? <laughs> ran and got my motherfucking phone you have a way yeah i said i said on oh, what motherfucking phone <laughs> i'm sorry dear. <laughs> i was so fucking mad i didn't even i swear i didn't even i wasn't even like i didn't even cry till i got home Girl. And it wasn't because my phone was selling this guy like snatched my arm up i almost fell down the steps that is, people are my so fucking bold. Like, it is, I, I'll say this. I remember years ago, it has, thank God, let me knock on something, hasn't happened to me. I seen it happen one time on SEPTA. Oh, fucking SEPTA. On SEPTA, I was with my mom. I was mm-hmm. a young kid, but this was back in the day. So I'm 80s, baby, so y'all can do the math. Like, this like early 90s. Me and my mom was on the bus, and a bus driver, somebody had got off in the front, I think, but you know they opened both doors. This guy ran on the fucking bus, snatched this girl earrings out, and ran back the fuck off. And it happened so fast that me and my mom, like, everybody was just looking like, yo, like, what the fuck just happened? I literally ran on the bus and ran back the fuck off, like, like it was nothing. So I, you know, it, we live in a fucking war zone, and we've been knowing this. I'll say mm-hmm. this, though. The only thing that I will say is you really have to question the fucking mentality of somebody that feels comfortable enough to rape somebody in front of a bunch of fucking people. What is it, that? But that's where I say it's the understanding that I can get away with this. Ain't sh- nobody about to do shit. That is the, that's the scary part. That is and the that's part. the scary. It's scary to think that, but it's even scarier when it's proven. Do you think and he had I mental prayed. health issues? I mean, outside of probably the obvious, but like something that's like distinct. Yeah. Or for was sure. he like on drugs or something? Because that's I'm, some bullshit. I'm, I for sure think that, and I said this before, the city doesn't really do enough for those in those type of vulnerable situations. There's not a lot of housing. There's not a lot of resources for them. They kind of just, just send them, you know, you could get evaluated. And I this happened to me on SEPTA too when I I was on the subway. It was around the same age. And this man was walking around trying to punch people in the face. Oh, like shit. jumping at people like he was gonna punch them. And he had a hospital bent on. And I had this big ass umbrella with like this metal poker still type thing. <laughs> And I pulled that bitch out, and he was walking somewhere. I said, "You come near me, I'm gonna fuck you up." Because <laughs> this is after I got, you know, robbed, like a year, couple, two years after that. So I'm like, "You come near me, I'm gonna fuck you up." And he and he took his ass onto the next car, and the guy behind me was like, 
he be coming to Temple to get evaluated. I work there. I see him all the time. He was like, he he get evaluated and they send him right back out. Oh, they don't give a fuck. I, and it's, it's it's crazy. <laughs> I'm only laughing. I swear to God, I'm not trapped. <laughs> the only reason I'm laughing because somebody did that to my old supervisor. But back in the <laughs> but that bitch deserved. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, they punched her? So we was walking, right? This is, um, we was walking. This when I worked at PHMC, and we was walking to um, 15th and Market, right? To uh, like a train and like an ACO train or something, right? And we was walking. It was early in the morning, and this, it was a black lady. So she came, like, you know how you walking and you on a, like a certain uh, rhythm and you walk? She walked up on mm-hmm. us with the same rhythm, right? <laughs> so she walking with so she asked her for the time, right? And she was like, oh, no, I don't. She looked at her arm. She said, oh, no, I don't have a watch. And the bitch just fucking punched and she's yeah. like it's, I'm sorry, it's her reaction I, no she was a total bitch y'all I swear to god I'm not a mean person she was a bitch so it was deserved <laughs> the look on her face because she was white so it was like real red so she was like she just looked like her mouth dropped open she was like oh my god did you see that and I'm thinking, <laughs> I said hey you just gonna let her hit you like that? I said you just gonna let her hit you mind you she punched her and walked away like she didn't try to run she, the bitch just well, I said gonna let her hit you but I wanted to laugh so fucking bad. <laughs> I'm sorry. Yeah. I more this is why we can't have serious. Y'all be wanting to. This is why we can't have serious topics. Because, bitch, wait. I'm sorry. Because she. The weather she But it just goes. It just goes. like fucking to Leslie show. Jones from Super. What's her name? From Yo. Supermarket Sweet. That's what the lady looked like. The black lady that punched her. She looked just her hair, everything. I swear to God. Everybody, go. I'm sorry. You just became no, serious. Just, that's just a truth. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. <laughs> so we can't be serious. <laughs> it's just a true testament that Philly's you know, mental health population is really just thrown out back in the streets for the mm-hmm. most part. And also the fact that he felt like I can get away with this in public and full of train cart people and y'all do nothing. But not only do they do nothing, I heard that people recorded it That's and tried so to sell up. it to blogs as if they would post it. So sell those it? that re- Yes. They should have got locked the fuck up. Should, they should that's have got locked the well, fuck that's up. That's what the well, well, that's what um they're trying to say. Philadelphia Police Department is trying to figure out who has a video, and they may be facing charges just as well. Good, they should. They should. Because, pay, they should make laws for that type of shit. To be totally honest, there is laws for that. That's enforced. I will say Pennsylvania is a little bit behind when it comes to shit like that. A lot of states like, are. Though. A lot. But of Pennsylvania, we still a prohibition state. We yeah. still can only get liquor from the state <laughs> store. They just put a cute fucking name Ooh, on it. And only certain times of the day of the week. Exactly. And well, no, we just got seven days, and only certain times of the day. That's a damn shame. Yeah, because the state said, we ain't letting y'all fucking, we going to benefit from this. Y'all not going to benefit from selling liquor. We are, though. It's fucked up. But, yeah, my prayers to that woman, because I can't imagine not only being assaulted, but also being assaulted and knowing that, like, the type of trauma that would be for me to take Mm -hmm. public transportation after that or be anywhere crowded, knowing that if anything Mm -hmm. pops off, people are not going to protect me. 
Like that's just the most fucked up right. thing. But you know, I got mm-hmm. something for that. I mean, you gonna talk about that later, but or even shit like this. humanity. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, that's why we gonna make sure you got yourself together. That's it's just mm-hmm. unfortunate. And my thing is, every bitch need to be licensed to carry at this point. Um, that's a whole nother because somebody has been talking to me a, a lot about that lately. My god, dad, and um, because the gun show was just I think this weekend or the other day. Um, in Oaks, PA, and he was, like, telling me how um, his son had just got something else, and he's like, you know, you need to, too. You need to get something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. Every female, like, make these niggas think twice. When, I bet you shit will change in the city when it started being, oh, this woman, this person was trying to assault this person, and, you know, they shot the suspect. This suspect got killed. That one. And it's women doing it. Shit will change. Speaking of somebody that should have should have seeked revenge on this man, <laughs> Flavor Flav was arrested for domestic violence. What in the world? Who like he's married, right? I I believe he is. <laughs> you don't know either. Flavor Flav. <laughs> so um, it's on the neighborhood talk. Flavor okay. Flav arrested for domestic battery. It wasn't coming up for me. All right, you want me to read it? Mm-hmm. All right, so uh, Flavor Flav spent a little time in the slammer earlier this month after his, <laughs> not after his little <laughs> clock ticking self. I'm sorry. Why would they fucking <laughs> The Neighborhood <laughs> Talk articles is so re- hard to read because they be drawing. After his little clock ticking Shout out to the Neighborhood Talk. <laughs> right, whoever, whoever is covering this, whoever does the blog part, yeah, um, was arrested for domestic violence out in Nevada. According to TMZ, Flavor Flav was hit with a misdemeanor charge of domestic battery back on October 5th. According to the criminal 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 complaint obtained by the site, Flav, I'm not Flav's little self allegedly poked his finger on the alleged victim's nose, grabbed her, threw her down, and grabbed a phone out her hand. Flav's attorney spoke with the site and said, in alleged domestic violence cases, there are often two sides to the story, and we will explain our side in the courtroom and not in the media. Wow. Child. I, I thought I I'm, didn't even read the article before. I thought it was something more. I didn't think that know? he I remember somebody else tried it. Remember then I say that to you and I'm like, I think now I'm next story. Because <laughs> <laughs> I just I don't like I'm not that person to say, oh, he would never, but I know Flea, I thought no. he'd been down this road before and I expected it to end like that. Like, oh, okay. It was something minor. She just wanted to call the cops. But and I'm sorry, I'm going to be this person, um, and nobody judge me. But Flav, this is what happens when you date. You know, I don't know what she looked like, but I know your past, so mm. you might want to watch that. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Y'all can read between exactly. the lines. We all know what I'm saying. So. And anyone that would date Flavor Flav. Exactly. <laughs> the bitch is looking okay. for a come up, so you know she can't wait to call the law. She wanted TMZ there. <laughs> so you so Eve is pregnant, so shout out to Yay, Eve. Congratulations. I'm very happy about that. Yeah, I am too. Billionaire baby. I'm sorry. Billionaire, billionaire bundles. Billionaire, <laughs> billionaire, billionaire bundles. Baby mama coochie. <laughs> <laughs> Woo, that fucking water, that amniotic fluid is fucking made of gold, child. Mm. Okay, girl. <laughs> I pray that she has a beautiful and safe delivery. Yeah. Kaching, kaching. Yeah, king bling, Congrats to her. And hopefully this is one of many. Like, you know, yeah, it seemed like she I wanted more kids. 
Yeah, she said she's been wanting kids for a while, and I'm very happy. Also, because like me, you know, I more than likely will have children later in life, so I love to see other black women mm-hmm. um, that are older than me, you know, still pursuing motherhood without the fear of people being like, oh, do you want to be 45 and change your diapers? And it's like, if that's what God right. wants for me. Right. And it just, because sometimes I just feel like it's a conversation of, you want me to have a baby with anybody just to have a baby? Just to get it age. out the way. <laughs> like you it's know? a fucking, I don't know, some type of um, they, and, and aspiration. It's just to get it out the way. All right, who's going to what, pregnate what, me? Exactly. <laughs> and what I realize, a lot of you motherfuckers don't like your kids. And y'all just, that's it. and if that's the case, y'all just need to say that. I want of them. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm playing with my girl because you be in her face. <laughs> no, that's my BFF. Like that little girl is. It really is. You know, it's so crazy because um, I don't know. Sometimes you just look at. I look at her and I'm like, you know, I remember being pregnant and you know, it's just a little you. So I, I totally get what you're saying. And I will have to say though. Um, Maybe I should not, because I notice I'll say I do that to people, not somebody that doesn't have any children, but people that already have kids and waited for like this big ass break and then had more kids. And I'm like, girl, mm-hmm. like you, your child is 13. You about to be a mom again? <laughs> I just Right. But I just feel like, you know, it, it's going to happen when God's calling, you know? Yeah, no, definitely. And I, and then to be, between me and you and a listener, (laughs) nobody I dated in the past is worth having a job. Oh, child, listen, you said, look, y'all should be happy that I'm not doing it. You know, if anything. I would be out here showing my ass like Lizzo. (laughs) Oh, please, child, please. Like, I couldn't even. That is just trash. Trash, Lizzo. Bad girl. Over the weekend, um, due to some criticism she received from Cardi B's birthday party where she kind of bared all breasts, she received a lot of criticism. We're not here to criticize that, but Mm. we're going to criticize the fact that to... Clap back at the haters. She decided to pull her pants down on live and shake her ass. That was so fucking nasty. And it's just like that. It's just, it's like, and I said this before. You doing stuff like that doesn't not give them any more to criticize or to say anything bad. Just it's a little bit of uncouthness. Right. Because it's one thing, like, if she was in a bikini, whatever, if you was in, like, booty shorts and you shaking your ass and you say, kiss my ass. But I just feel when, and every time I see people do stuff like that, like, I've seen real hood red shit, like, where people fight and then they pull their fucking pants down and say, kiss my ass. You know what I mean? Yeah, but that's in the spur of that moment. You know what I mean? Yeah, but that's still hood red. It's it's nasty, (laughs) but at least I'll say, you know, I expect, especially if y'all really, really getting into it, fighting, anything can (laughs) fucking, you bitches will spit on other people, shit that I can do, but they fucking will willing like do when they fight. So I get that you red, whatever. Lizzo, you were reading fucking comments and replying to people's tweets and shit about you, and you intentionally stood your ass up 
up and point, and you're a fucking public figure, knowing you've got thousands and thousands of fucking files, probably millions, and you knew shit was gonna go viral, and you pulled your whole, ain't then you had a nerve to bend over, and then did she smack it? That is just so fucking. Ass. <laughs> Ew, ew. No, I'm laughing because I really know some hood shit that they really did that, like pull their pants out, mm. and I feel like that's some hood red cricket shit. Yep. When you do that, Every, and I know them too. Like, it's ghetto. Yeah, I always mm-hmm. know like people that do that really is like just gutter. Like, like you just a gutter nasty bitch. That's like you gotta say nasty like, too. Mm. It's just one of those things you do. You so fucking frustrated. You ain't got nothing. To do. <laughs> My thing is, and I know you got a coochie too. That's what you see. Y'all seen the word is appropriate. Right with that, a coochie. She don't have no vagina or a pussy. That's a coochie. That's a coochie move. Y'all see what I mean about why I don't like the word coochie? That's what it gives me. That's that's what Lizzo gave me. <laughs> Ew. <laughs> I'm sorry. I just that is so classless. Like, where are her parents? At? She don't have siblings. Like, what? Where is her PR? I don't. I don't know her. I don't know her background. <laughs> I don't know nothing about that's. You know, that's the thing. The only thing I know about Lizzo is controversial shit like this. And oh, oh, okay. We always talk about we talking about when she wore a Cardi B party. Um, did she have on shoes at that fucking party? Girl, I don't even know. I don't... My thing is... People can critique your outfit and you don't have to go totally left. It's not always about your weight, boo. If it don't fucking look right, it just don't fucking look right. I can't say you you look the best. I didn't think that she looked nice. I thought that she looked like, oh, I just do want attention. You know what it is? Lizzo wants a lot of attention. She likes this shit. That's what it is. She she likes mm-hmm. it. That's exactly what it is. You you do everything yeah. for. It's like she purposely to me throws her weight around literally to get some type of attention. And then and when you, know, you get the it, and you cry. Part, <laughs> I'm listening. I'm probably the funnier part is I'm probably bigger than Lizzo. She's probably very small, but it's just sometimes when you don't DeAndra, do, not very small, but like she's probably you know how like. <laughs> People are, look bigger than they appear. Deandra. <laughs> no, I'm dead ass. I'm talking about in looks, but in actual weight. I am too. How my weight is set no, up. No, Deandra. I know. I'm saying a difference. That was cute. How though. weight is set up. I feel like we're not <laughs> far from either. We're not far from being in a weight. Deandra, I can see you saying, "Oh, you know, maybe." you and Nene leaks because Nene is really tall and she wears her weight a little different y'all different heights and stuff it's uh this is no deal no i'm just saying Mm-mm. i've seen people that don't <laughs> all right nice thank subject. you because <laughs> she was really trying to make fetch right. happen and it's not going to happen <laughs> so ebony k williams from the real housewives of new york stated that yeah she was on the view Okay. Yeah. What's wrong? Oh, uh, it, it popped up. Like, I don't know what happened. <laughs> I got scared. <laughs> what popped up? <laughs> what happened? I think I hit something and the view is like, oh, it went super like full screen. Okay. Oh, <laughs> like, what the you said hello. <laughs> See, that gave me scary movie vibes, girl. Come on, I'm like, oh my God. What's the fucking hair up for because you're like, hello. <laughs> like, what the fuck is she hearing? 
I got Adra, scared <laughs> But you got me fucking scared, girl. <laughs> yes. So let me go ahead. This all right. shit is all over the place the, this week. Right. But this is yeah. fun. Y'all should be enjoying this craziest uh, day that we're having. So um, Real Housewives of New York star Ebony K. Williams is sharing her thoughts on how black women have contributed to the success of reality TV. Her role on the Bravo reality TV show was a historical one when she became the first black full-time cast member on the series. Oh, wow. She faced tons of criticism as many viewers accused her of speaking on on race too much. Uh, She has now said that black women are behind the popularity of reality TV. While guest hosting The View, she was asked by Whoopi Goldberg why she would want to join a reality show. She explained, the reason, though, is because I think that reality TV owes everything to black women. I think it's built on the backs of black women. And I think that black women actually have so much to gain from the medium if used properly. Um, She said more, but go ahead. What I feel interesting, so I did agree with her, but in the comment section of the Jasmine Brown brand, Little Scrappy said, actually, it's built off the pain of black women. And I said, you know what? You sure is right. Which is ironic for him to say that. (laughs) Right. But, you know, I do feel like it was built off the backs of black people. It was built off the pain of black women as well. Mm -hmm. Because just to go, I'm going to go back because I'm really into reality TV. Um, The Real World season one, it was like, it was cool. People watched it, right? Okay. This is one of the first reality TV shows. That's the one Tammy was on? No, she was on the second season, which brings me to this. Okay. The second season she was on, and one of the big stories was she got pregnant by her boyfriend. And because she wanted to act and model and stuff like that, she decided to get an abortion on television. Mm-hmm. And they, you know, they watched her go through all of that and, um, you know, as well as like an issue where she felt like a, a cast member may have uh, assaulted her, oh. but it was such a phenomenon that it created. She's like the architect for you know reality TV. Right. Even you know things like on Real Housewives of Atlanta, people like it when they go through divorce. If you go through a divorce, you get bigger ratings. Yeah, we don't really like to watch positive reality shows too often like i watched i watched some but they're not usually that interesting right like the ones with the crazy drama the ones where women are throwing drinks at each other and then screaming or upset and being cheated on and embarrassed and you catch their reactions on tv that's what make money for everybody but them yeah that's true that's true and to I don't know if you saw that um, it was leaked about how much Erica Jane from Real Housewives of Beverly Hill make. Did you see that? No. How much she make? Six hundred million a year. No, the fuck she. It's not worth season. It's six hundred million. Diaz. She can't. That's make what they put million. out. It's no That's way what... she can. I'm telling you. No. Wait. Wait. Maybe it was six hundred thousand. It damn sure was six hundred million. Yeah, six hundred thousand. <laughs> so, <laughs> so she richer than Oprah. She calls like a no, season. I'm, 600. I'm like, I'm sitting here like I'm Natasha. doing the math, like, like girl. No, Natasha, I'm really sitting here like six hundred thousand. Like I'm seeing the number. I'm like, but it's not saying, that big. Right. It's not that big. 
No, she's worth millions, but no, it's six hundred thousand. How? And I just, I don't know, but I feel like that's disrespectful because I know for a fact she brings nothing to that show, really. Mm-hmm. She's been lying this whole season. Prior to this season, she never had too much going on. Nene Leaks mm. has put, and, and, and that makes me feel like, no, she was fucking right. And I agree with what she said. They don't respect her. She has, Real Housewives of Atlanta, even if their ratings go down, they still have the highest rated show. Yeah, they do. They do out of the whole of the Nene franchise. Leaks with the whole network. Yeah. The entire network. Yeah, I agree. They have a built-in fan base. Although I didn't like the last couple of seasons, I'll probably watch the next one when it airs. No cap. The <laughs> next uh, Atlanta? Yeah. Even with everybody leaving? Because mm. I'm curious now. <laughs> <laughs> I hope, please but don't bring Claudia Jordan. Dude. I promise you, if they were getting 600000 none of them would leave that show. Yeah, I don't think that they making a you little amount, though. But it's not. But Erica Jane shouldn't be making six hundred thousand. Yeah, but Real I'll say this: Beverly Hills. I think that Erica Jane, because they've been trying to get her for a while. She was married to this lawyer that probably knew the what the fuck to say and do to get her a better contract than other people. That's all I'm gonna say about that. But I definitely don't think they would be sad to see her go right now. Yeah. Cause they milking this fucking thing, this court case. Right. Um, and that's what I was going to say too. the black for black women for real housewives franchise is our pain for the women mm-hmm. is, um, any Their type luxury. of legal, legal, well, legal dramas too. You know, we've seen Teresa. She came to, she went to jail. Her husband went to jail. She came out, you know, and she's doing better than ever. Um, the Salt Lake city, she going through legal shit right now. Erica Jane is going through legal shit right now. It's like, that's the only, that's their, uh, equivalent to our actual real pain. That's the shit that they do is stuff that they have decided to do. Our shit is just a sub more of a survival mode. You know what I mean? But theirs is more so instances, like a greed thing. I'll say that. Theirs is greed. Yeah. <clears throat> but even in the instances where legal things have come up on a real housewife alien, they just exploited it. Mm-hmm. They didn't get um they did not get Phaedra a bigger check the following season for them to chronicle, you know, chronicle that. Right. Like they didn't give her no money. No room like she left she didn't even really get fired. They just offered her a friend of the show contract and she didn't want it. So yeah. it's the thing is, Anini Leaks should be making a million a season. I thought Nini was Over. making a couple million a season. That's when she know. started uh, getting a little beside her. But bridges. they, they, they. You remember they uh, reduced her rate. <laughs> yeah, that's when she started acting out. <laughs> but it's like y'all want to use her name though. Y'all want to use her catchphrases. Phrases. Mm-hmm. Y'all want to use her likeness. The same for a Porsche, a candy, and that's why I get why. Candy realized y'all not going to pay me like these white women. So I'm going to make this work for myself right. and I'm going to make businesses and I'm going to keep shit going and every season and I'm going to have a new business because that's how I make money off y'all asses. Yep. She, she is definitely playing the game the right way and I'm not mad at her for it. I don't know why people don't like Candy. Like certain people really I mean, don't like boring, her. But I don't like feel I said, like she's boring. I you know I, I like, like I business said, stuff. She's so. not that messy. She's right. not that messy. I'll say that. So right. it's not built off her pain. It's not built mm-hmm. off her back. She shows up. Put give y'all some shit because she's a transparent person. 
So she's not creating bullshit drama. Like, this what the fuck going on. I'm going to show y'all this. If y'all find it interesting, oh, well. Yeah. I, I'll but, say this, though. I do feel like um, when people sign up, let's not even talk about Real Housewives, but let's, you know, scrappy, love and hip-hop. When people sign up for that, are you intentionally also exploiting your own pain to be on TV? Like um, Marriage Boot Camp right now with the guy, mm-hmm. what's his name now? What was his name on the show? Miles? Miles. Whatever his new name is now. Um, You know, to me, you're exploiting, and that girl is too. She might have, it might have been a real scenario at first, and then y'all kind of went on the show, but you're milking this whole narrative of, you know, oh, he's bi and all of this. And it's like, this is really affecting women in the black community. Like, this is real Mm -hmm. shit. Like, I'm not trying to be you know, funny by and saying men, you know what I mean? And men feel like they have to, you know, come mm-hmm. out into their whole entire family, be, mm-hmm. you know, love a woman, be shamed for having relationships, relations with men. Like, it's like y'all are exploiting this whole thing for money, but when you ain't got shit else, they don't have and, shit else. And that is strange. You can tell. And <laughs> I heard that, you know, I heard a long time ago that marriage boot camp is at least, um, 200 grand. Yeah, I heard you get paid a nice little amount. I think so it's way more if than I don't have, Yeah, so I, probably now, but I know when this girl from Bad Girls Club was on it, way before it was like the um, as big as it is now, she got $200,000. Who are so you talking about? The if, twin? Yeah, she said mm. she got $200,000. So it's like, if I don't have no fucking money, work ain't What's two weeks for two hundred thousand dollars? I was about to say work ain't ain't ours, but it pays the bills. bills. (laughs) I get it does. I I love that song, by the way. (laughs) Me too. Work ain't ours, but it pays. That is mm-hmm. the motto of my life. Girl, <laughs> listen, listen. You do what you got but, to do. Yeah, but if that's the reality of it, then I'm going to just go get the money. Yeah. But um, you want to go into our throwback? Yeah, so we decided that this week um, we were going to talk about, you know, something a little nostalgic. And, you know, a lot of times we talk about mental health on you know this platform and try to promote different ways to you know just stress and get things out that are healthy productive and I know that DeAndre has definitely brought up more than once about journaling and just getting things out or even writing things down on a piece of paper and burning it and we were thinking about when we were younger and we had diaries and, you know, when you didn't have, you know, even a conversation, know what mental health is about. Just going through puberty, you know, back before there was electronics, there was books that we used and everybody had a little diary or journal and, you know, just kind of discussing what they look like. So um, I'll start. I know for me, <laughs> the first one I had, I was so hyped. It had, you know, they all came with like them little keys or whatever. So you can lock yes. it. Like my head, a little clasp. Mind you, that shit was like, the outside was like plastic. Like, you can really pop it open. But I, you can't tell me I hit my key when I first got it. I wrote my shit. I said, <laughs> I did too. I say, my mom make me read my shit. And I put it, I put it in between the mattress or whatever, all hype. Like she couldn't, like when she make the bed, she's not going to see that there's a whole diary under there. And like, you know, I was young, so... I would write different stuff. Like it started off being things like what I wanted for Christmas. And then it started escalating to, you know, I hate my mom. 
<laughs> She's not listening, but if you are, sorry. I, I hate her. She will never let me go outside and play. I can't wait till I get older. You know, it started being those type of conversations. And then, though, what I would do once I got into my high school years, it became a lot of um, me flip-flopping back and forth from doing poetry and doing like journal stuff. Like, I, I don't know, I really liked to write poetry back in the day. It was like a thing for me. So I would like flip flop back and forth, especially if I liked a boy. So it'd be like, you know, I'm writing this whole thing and all about us. Um, <laughs> you like, your kisses are as sweet <laughs> as <laughs> Jolly Ranchers. His face is just as bright as the rising sun. Little corny <laughs> shit, you know. <laughs> but um, that was me until I found out that my mom had read my shit. And once Damn. somebody told me that she was like, uh, it was an old friend of mine. And at the time, our moms were friends and hanging out. And she was like, yeah, her mom used to tell her stuff. And she was like, yeah, my mom told me, she, you know, she read my stuff and your mom read yours too. Because my mom was telling me all this stuff that was in my journal. She started asking her questions like, well, are you about, like, you know, she wanted to have this sex conversation since we was talking about boys. And she was like, her mom kind of told her. So she's like, why are you asking me all these questions? And like, I, like, first of all, we weren't having sex. But I guess because, it, you know, once you get a certain age, parents is like, oh, she really liked this person. So, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, that's what happened. What, uh, what about you and your uh, diary days? So, I'm not going to lie. Moesha definitely <laughs> influenced me to write in a journal. <laughs> Would you talk in your head like, at the and- same time like you was on the shelf? <laughs> no <laughs> I ain't that crazy now um, I feel like growing up with a house full of siblings and sometimes you can't always have a moment or something uh-uh. or be able to speak your piece the way you want to right. Like some, and especially with having like a single mom and sometimes she just don't feel like hearing that shit so it's like I would be frustrated she's frustrated I felt like it was like, I would just write stories like, I'm in trouble because such and such did this and I didn't do it. And so now we're all in trouble and that's not fair. You should figure out who did it. Um, oh, that's so cute. I would write stuff like that when I was younger. Um, there were times when she would piss me off. And this one time, I ain't going to say what I said, but I went. I talked about her like she was a dog. I went in. I went in so... She made me so... I don't even remember what she did, but she made me so... I think she, like, embarrassed me or something. Oh, that's the worst. Mm -hmm. She pissed me off. I broke... I was writing so hard. You can see the You tore that page up. You can see the print on the next page. You can... I ripped out that page. You can look... It looked like fucking bread. You can still see that shit. <laughs> yes. That's how mad I was. Um, and then as I got older, it, it just writing just became a thing for me. I had I had a composition book, and um, I I started reading urban books at the time, and I think I didn't have one or something. So I was like, I'm gonna write my own. So I was like in class and I started writing a book and I had like, I was like in ninth grade and I put like the two friends I had at the time. I'm not friends with them girls. I used them as like, used their names as like characters. 
So they started wanting to read it during lunch and stuff like that. And they'd be like, all right, write the next chapter, write the next chapter when we get your work done and write the next chapter. So I like mm-hmm. wrote a whole book and a composition book. I had Aww. it for you. You um, don't still have it? Mm-mm, I threw it out. Oh my God. I wish I didn't. I kind of threw it out when I felt like writing wasn't something I could do anymore. Like, I remember I said that somebody was like, oh, you can't be a writer. Writers don't make money and blah, blah, blah. And I ain't going to hold you. At the time, that's when like message boards became a thing. Uh-huh. And they were like, um, Message boards became a thing, and they were talking about how one of my re- favorite uh, authors was really broke. So I was like, oh, hell no. You <laughs> <laughs> said, fuck this job. That's what I happened. said, oh, everybody can't be a J.K. Rowling now. <laughs> but right. no, but it's so funny because it kind of comes full circle of just, I would write my emotions. I write about boys, of course. Um, but I wasn't super boy crazy when I was like super young. I wasn't that boy. I was just so focused. What's considered super but young? <laughs> I would think I, I honestly I liked boys and boys like me, but I knew that nothing could happen. I liked the boys <laughs> and the boys like me. So I always knew that like um, I can't really date. My can't mom really. I could <laughs> No, I can't date. My mom not gonna let no boy. Mm-hmm. One time I was in sixth grade, this boy liked me, right? So this girl I was friends with called us on a three-way, and we was talking to a boy. So I said, all right, we hanging up. You know this dumbass nigga was still on the fucking phone, and I got in trouble. Because I was you like, mean? I heard a boy voice. Because she picked up the phone right oh, after me. Oh. And she, or like the other phone, and she heard him talking. I said, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> well, you know what, though? Speaking of phones... So, <laughs> I, I don't know if I should say this because, well, I'm a grown woman now. Look, I'm still scared of my mom. She listens to me. <laughs> me too. That's why I ain't say what I said about it. <laughs> so, I went in. <laughs> like, uh, at one point, I found out, I don't remember how I found out how to do this, or I don't know if my mom intentionally did it. But I had, um, it was, so I, we were in an apartment and like the room, me and my mom like shared a room. That's a whole nother conversation, but we did. And the, where the phone was, the house, the landline, some way, somehow I, I was able to figure out that there was two lines. So I had got a clueless phone <laughs> for Christmas, <laughs> right? And if I'm real, you can't tell me shit about it. Anybody that's the 80s baby that grew up in the 90s know that fucking clueless phone I'm talking about. Because it was like, it was decent. Like, you could push these certain buttons. But anyway, so, and then, like, you could, like, kind of change your voice on it. It was, like, this cool phone. I had that shit, so I also, so I had that, and I would use that phone to call people, but I didn't have my own number. Like, I'm trying to remember how that went. I didn't have my own number, or no, I did have my own number. So I would turn the thing all the way down or whatever, and then, like, you know, act like, oh, I wasn't using that phone, but then I would let pe- tell people to call me, but I would just have the phone real low. And this one boy, I think I told my mom this story. Um, this one boy I went to grade school with, 
knew he was, this is before he was, it was prepubescent times. So he didn't have a deep voice yet, right? So he would pretend it was this girl in my class that I was not even friends with, but my mom knew who she was. So I used to be like, oh yeah, Jennifer's calling. I did not fucking talk to fucking Jennifer, okay? Oh, she ain't listening to this because she did should follow me on Instagram. But I didn't talk to her. And Jennifer, you listen to the girl, I used you for years. And like, and we used to call. Thank you, But the Jen. thing is, like, he was like a comedian a little bit. Like, you know, one of them fucking joker, joking type of niggas. So he would do extra shit. He didn't like, so like, he was sneaking call then if I didn't answer he would call my real house phone he got real comfortable and sometimes he would be busting it the fuck up with my mom and my mom would be like <laughs> my mom be like oh yeah you know Jennifer is so nice and he would get on the phone and be fucking cracking up like yo I was really on the phone with your mom but he, he liked my mom too that was just a whole anyway child so back oh, in the day man. back in the fucking day like that was good old times though so what made you stop wanting to write at all like just like when did you get to that age where it was like i don't want to do that no more um when i went to college i was oh. still writing up until then um that's a long time it's just yeah i was still not writing a journal but i would just write i wasn't i wouldn't say journal i had a journal i had like a book still and i would just you know write stuff down when i that was the only way i could like express myself because i wasn't mm-hmm. i'm not like really confrontational and I used to be really, really upset. And oh, you know what was my last time I wrote in my journal? Okay. So I had confided in my cousin about something, my older cousin, and I was talking to her about like me and my mom, we was like going through it, you know, like we just wasn't getting along when I was a teenager. Which is normal. And I was yeah, like mother daughter stuff. Mm-hmm. And like being as though like she's my older cousin. But she's not too far off from my mom's age. Okay. So I was just, like, confiding in her, like, you know, telling her how I felt about stuff. And and this stupid bitch told my mom. Everything you said? Every fucking thing you said. How did you find out? Because my mom approached me. Oh, (laughs) shit. Like, in a confrontational way? Yes, she was like... So you think da 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 da, and I was oh, like, "Wow, why would she do that?" So I was like, "You're so fucking." I was so mad. I was like, "I I called my cousin. I was like, why did you tell her?'" And she was like, "Oh, I was just trying to help." I said, "Why would you tell her? <laughs> like, right. What is wrong with you? Like, why would you say that?" Now I can never like, touch you again. Yeah, I ain't gonna tell that bitch or nothing. And mm-hmm. I went in on that bitch too. <laughs> I went the fuck in. She was your last and entry. Yeah. <laughs> I went the fuck in. I said, I'll never. Mind you, mind you. You had a fucking burn book. She told my you mom. You had your was whole fucking burn book. You took pictures of everything. <laughs> and the thing is, what she told my mom wasn't that serious. It was just more so like about me and my mom relationship, how I felt. At That's the time. even worse though to me. But. I feel like, bitch, if you want to talk, we can talk because I keep a lot of your secrets, ho. And you had put me in a lot of weird positions. Right. And you had told me stuff at a young age that I shouldn't have been learning, knowing about, bitch. So we can talk. Let's fucking talk. If you want to throw this out there, we can throw everything out there on the table. Yeah, hey. so I was mad as shit. But um, writing, I stopped in college because I was just so damn busy. I ain't had time to be writing down my emotions and stuff mm-hmm. like that. But that technology I would have. Right. I wish I would have because there were things I was going through and I 
didn't know that I was, I think I was just trying to be, I think at college, sometimes you try to be as normal as possible, but right. you really be going through storms and you don't know what's wrong. And it was instances where I was really depressed and I wish I would have like either talked to somebody or like journaled or something. Right. So. Yeah. No, I definitely. But it's crazy you. how things come full circle. So that's true. Because last know. week I did, I had a really good journal section like last week, so that was. Did good. you? That's a good. Yeah, thing. it was like really, really good. So I think um, I would want to do a blog. I don't want to write nothing. I want to just say it. Like I want to look in the it, camera and say it and just be done. Yeah, with it. but I'm not like that. <laughs> <laughs> I can't do that. <laughs> I'll just start laughing. <laughs> Girl, I'm telling you that you won't be if you're mad enough. I'm telling no, you. No, I wasn't mad. I was just drunk in a bathtub. And I was just sitting there. <laughs> <laughs> Let me just, just fucking write. write shit now you're showing off in the bathtub. You got bubbles and wine and shit. Come on, dude. Yeah, bubbles, wine, and candles and my meditation. I was, going, I was just, yep, writing how I felt. And it, I really felt like relaxed afterwards. All right, so do you think we got time to do a this or that, or should we keep going? I think we can do it real fast. All right, so you had all right, so you have a this or that for me. Um, so this or that, are we doing? You want to wait till next week for the themed one, or do you want me to do that now? Because my this or that, I want. I had a whole nother one that's not themed. We can do it, the one you had. We do the theme <laughs> one next week. It will make more uh, sense. Phone is upstairs, but I remember what it was. Uh, okay. oh, no, 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 I remember. We'll the, no, no, no. No, we'll I, do it. Because okay. I don't have one. All right, I'm, I remember. So, this or that. Would you rather have um, a masculine voice like a deep manly Barry White voice where when you on the phone, people think, oh, you know, hey, sir. You're like, no, I'm a woman. Or a Misha Lay voice. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> <laughs> All right, then I had another one. Because <laughs> that, I'm sorry. No shade to Misha Lay. That fucking voice. <laughs> so fucking annoying. Like I would never talk. I would be so annoyed. <laughs> Voice, my voice not too far off from the uh, ladder, so Girl, it is not the fuck deep like it, y'all. Please, I have I've heard some women. I, that's a whole nother thing, but um, <laughs> that you be like, yo, like what's up with her? But um, all right, so then this was another one I had. Um, would you rather have a, boy, a boyfriend, right? And his, but I rather what? So, would you rather have a boyfriend and his rapper, his favorite rapper ever, is Little Romeo, or <laughs> <laughs> or his favorite singer is Beyonce? And really be mindful, because I know you a Beehive girl, but really think about a man that's sitting there playing. Freedom dress, and that's the type of Beyonce singer. Like he plays the whole B Day album. You know, he's playing. I'm still going with Beyonce because uh, you, your favorite rapper, <laughs> Little Romeo. Like, bitch, <laughs> at least you understand good ass music. I don't know because how can you relate to me? I would be thinking, mm, we can relate a lot, mm, <laughs> apparently. Mm, but I can't get. I can get past a lot of things. But you're not about to tell me your favorite rapper is Little Romeo. My, like, he can come up here fucking blasting Little Romeo song. Do not come to my job blasting fucking 
I don't know, me, myself, and I, or fucking, oh, single ladies. I'm going to be pissed. <laughs> and Natasha. Natasha. <laughs> he's pulling up to your job saying, uh-oh, mommy, I don't need a girlfriend. <laughs> <laughs> Just kill like, the whole nigga. <laughs> like, I'm going with Beyonce. And we're going to be saying it. I'm like, can you put a lemonade out with me, please? <laughs> I do not. That nigga start, hold up. We don't look like I love you. I'm be like, you know I'm going to be like this. Slow down. <laughs> you don't tell other people about you know that's what that gives me i'm good on that yeah. <laughs> i am good on that yeah no no thank you little zane <laughs> that's a shame because he used to be so cute with his one little one hit one to self mm. <laughs> all right another one all right so would you rather audition for um Bring it with um, Didi for L. Mm-hmm. You know, Miss Diana. Yeah, I've seen them in the show. Or uh, Dance Moms with Air Beely. You already know I'm going with Didi for L. <laughs> <laughs> Even though she is a bitch. <laughs> but I'm just saying. I'm kids. Don't come up in here with no busted weed, <laughs> busted <death. laughs> And mind you, she be looking the highest mess, girl. I but, can't. but them girls went on, some of them girls went on to do amazing things. So I wish that I had to like really yeah, oh. be serious about dance because they bodies, when you had a when you a dancer, your body girl. be really nice. Like my dancer body was all girl. I didn't. I did that shit for like one little half a year. <laughs> that shit don't even count. Like it, it don't even count as dancing for me. Like I, I wish I, I had stuck with it though. That was a good little list for that. I like that. That was fun. <laughs> I hope y'all enjoyed that. We got a real fun one next yeah, week. Yeah, next week it'll be fun. So um, the this week we have a boss bay, and this week is my best friend Tia. Mm, hey girl, Tia. Tia Michelle, she is a licensed hairstylist. I know those guys. Um, she also um, does a lot of print and um, film hair and makeup. Oh. So she's been featured in um, a couple of movies, 
um, ad campaigns, magazine campaigns. She does a great job. And now she has ventured on to uh, have a mobile beauty supply company called Tia Michelle Supply. Yes. And um, she has, her promo has been so amazing and so funny. Her and her twin sister makes these um, promo videos promoting the thing. And it's so funny. Like, I want y'all to follow her so that y'all can see the promo videos. I've posted them okay. on the story over time on our uh, podcast story because I want y'all to see them. Right. But yeah, so she used, her and her twin sister um, create skits where they promote um, the different products that she has available and affected. If you're in the Philadelphia area or surrounded city, she can um, deliver to you at a low cost and at any time of the day. So ever you are like ever getting your hair done and y'all run out of thread mm. and the hair supply store is closed and you yes, don't know what Lord. to do, call Tia and she got you. Or if you, you know, start washing your child hair and then you realize you're out of conditioner, call Tia. She got you. Listen. So um, follow her. She has two pages right now. Underscore Tia a Michelle M I C H E L L E and Tia and her mobile beauty supply page is Tia Michelle Supply. So T I A M I C H E L L E S U P P Y Tia Michelle Supply. Shout out to so Tia follow Michelle. her and tell her tell her let it, just let it glow sent you. How about it? Like that's a really good field to be in because the hair store closed early as fuck. It'd be like seven okay. o'clock, they be closed. They don't be open late on Sundays. Like some girl, that's a um, and should we ever money. go into another quarantine? She's your girl. And there you go. <laughs> exactly. How the fuck she about is your it? Girl. How about it? So shout out to okay. her. I love all yes. things here. Hey. So you know, I definitely be looking for her, okay? I'm willing, yes. I'll pay the five. And she's, <laughs> I'll pay the five. <laughs> I will pay the five, okay? Period. <laughs> <laughs> so this week, our glow up topic is something we have always talked about. And um, I feel like it's... Oh, wait, I forgot. We have a let it go, sis. Oh, right. Okay. So let me do that. Let me do the let it go, sis. And okay. I feel like this... The let it go, sis, may actually be kind of like a glow up topic. So you let me know. We'll see how we want to end it. Okay. So um, let me read it really quick. All right. So basically it is how do you navigate friendships when your values are different? Um. So an example that was given is I'm married, but my friend feels it's okay to date and flirt with married men. They don't respect oh. the family and marriage union, uh, although they claim to want one. Also, don't pr- prioritize their children and put their own needs and wants first. Don't understand that every decision you make affects your child. They also prioritize dating, but do not put the same efforts into building other relationships like family or friendships. So I kind of feel like this is can segue into a glow. So you let me know what you think. Oh, yeah. But you said a lot. So I got to be. Let me write this down. Wait, hold up. I'm really writing <laughs> this down. The first thing was flirting with married men. Then you said pro- not prioritizing kids. Was that the children? Once it needs first, and not understand. 
Yeah, I can send it to you. Just uh, not pri- yeah, no, I'm, I'm marking it. it. You ain't gotta do that. Not prioritizing kids' needs. Yeah, and wants. And then what was the last one? Um, prioritize they prioritize dating, but do not put the same efforts into building other relationships and fam- like family and friendship. Oh, okay. Oh, well, <laughs> you know you don't give a lot to unpack. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, um, cause at first when, when the person asked like about navigating values, I kind of was like, okay, like what, like, is it religious? Is it, you know, work standards, things like that. But, um, I'll just say this in a broad topic, like just to keep it broad, how I navigate people with different values is. I remember that they don't share the same value sets that I do. Mm-hmm. And I treat them accordingly. And it's not right. always necessarily bad, but I always just know, like, I, we're set up totally different. And what makes sense for me does not make sense for you. And what I feel like is respectable or good standing or good morals or good fiber, it does not necessarily mean the same for you. And we grew up in two totally different households, you know? So I got to treat them accordingly. And that's not the bad thing. Sometimes it's just like, you might just be somebody I see on a, you know, day to day, but I know not to trust you on like a one-to-one, you know what I mean? Like I can put no stock really in you. I was going to say that. I don't, I I can't see you honestly being friends with somebody if y'all have different morals. <laughs> to me, that's all, like, that's kind of what friendship is kind of based around. Not saying, you know, we all have, you know, made people around us that might do things that we wouldn't necessarily do. Like, and I don't know, you know, maybe they disrespect their mom or something, but I wouldn't. I'm not going to cut somebody off of disrespecting their mother. It's not my mother, and you can disrespect mine. But I would be like, you know, well, I don't really like that about the person. I probably wouldn't, you know, would be friends in a certain category. But I know when it comes to family values, I wouldn't want to be around it. I wouldn't want to see. If she flirts with married men and you are a married woman that obviously has a problem with that, because a lot of married women don't give a damn. They friends can, you know, do whatever. They don't care. But if you a person that morally does not uh, like that, it, it, it has to be some form of um, some sort of offensive to you, like to even probably hear her talk about it freely because you're yourself in the other party's partner's shoes. Right. So, right. and then also... It's going to be, can the bitch do it to me? Because I, I got a That's where I'm thinking. That's where I'm thinking. <laughs> so that's always going to be a problem. Like, you know. I feel like I have a lot of friends that are married or have been in very long-term relationships. Right. And I don't think any of them would be okay with being friends with someone who um, thinks it's okay to flirt with knowingly married men right. or even develop any type of relationship or rapport with them that this deems inappropriate. Me personally, I don't like that shit. And I'm single as a fucking dollar bill. Right. I don't like it. I feel like it's messy. It's all these people. And I feel like I'm very leery of hanging out with people with extreme insecurities uh-huh. because of the past of being close to people like that. It kind of it doesn't serve you, and that means to me that you'll do whatever that will make you feel better. Right. The whole purpose of what you're doing is because you're trying to fulfill 
your happiness. And I feel like I said it on a podcast before people be thinking because something makes them happy. That's okay. Right. Y'all take a lot of these therapy terms when they say, oh, it makes you happy. They're not talking about fucking that lady husband because you fucking happy. Like, that's that's not what they're saying. And y'all think being selfish. Like, when they say be selfish, it's not saying, um, it's not condoning bad or morally wrong behavior. It's saying, go out and get that job. Go out and, you know pursue your dreams you know do something that will benefit you in the long run not sleeping with somebody's um significant other so i just feel like people use that type of mentality for bullshit and i just i don't i don't subscribe to that shit see i can't i'll say this because i've definitely talked to a married guy before um i'll say i didn't know the person that I really liked um, that I was talking to was married. At first, I didn't know. But when I found out, I didn't stop talking to him. Um, I'll say this. I don't think that anybody can necessarily keep it totally black and white when it comes to that. I think a lot of women think that way um, because it is just a like a com- competitive thing when it's really, I just mm-hmm. don't give a fuck about the girl. Like it's not about, right. you know, and I guess, you know, certain women don't like that. Okay. Instead of saying, well, I don't want a man that would even entertain other bitches anyway. It's like, Oh, well, what right. kind of women are you? It's like, I made this person do something. I went out of my way to make this happen. Where it's like, no, we are both equal parts in this. Um, but either way, my whole point is but though, that, does that bring the the la- the latter part of that question though? What prior prioritize dating? No, but oh. the part where it says they flirt with married men, but they don't respect the family unit, although they want to one day become married. You get what I mean? I didn't hear that she wanted to become married. Yeah, it no. says <laughs> they don't respect the family and marriage union. Although they claim to want one. Well, you know what, though, too? The way that you were in it, it sounds like, and maybe I'm wrong, it sounds like this person is intentionally talking to people and flirting. Flirting right. is actually, uh, now that is inviting. Yeah, that's what I'm I, I don't think that's the same thing as your situation. It's a little different. I'm always trying to play devil's advocate, y'all. So I'm not going yeah, to, you know, know. totally, it's- but. I, that and is I a know that's your different, situation. right? And but yeah. I will say, well, to me, because it don't matter. Because if you don't give a fuck about marriage and you going out your way, that means that you go out your way. You just want attention, like and it probably right. you know. Right. To me, married men may be a little bit low hanging fruit because you know that you know married men always. Well, I'm not saying married men that cheat you know, sometimes be wanting things on the side. And it might be a little easier for you to have for a little bit longer than a nigga that's single that you know can right. kind of get his pick of the litter. But a married man is like this one situation here and then you just cool with being in that situation on the side. But I know some women that um, go out their way just like I know some men personally that are uh, gay that go out their way to mess with men that um you know, actually print themselves as being heterosexual. Some people get off on the sneakiness of it. I was about to say that it's a thrill. Mm -hmm. And so as it sounds, 
it sounds like a thrill. And I feel like everybody, a lot of people, some of the best sex you probably ever going to have is having sex with somebody you're not you're supposed to. You're not supposed to. to. Yeah, that's true. And I think some people only feel love through during sex. Mm, so that's they deep. only feel love during sex. And the best sex is having sex with somebody you're not supposed to. They're always probably going to be attracted to unavailable men. Mm. And sometimes when you're with those unavailable men, there is things that you get because you're supposed to be a fucking secret. Right. And what I noticed with with a lot of women who date married men, they don't know how to be a fucking secret. True. Because their insecurities allow them to. Mm-hmm. So I I would just be leery, but I would definitely if it bothers you, I'd be like, look, can you not do that shit around me? I'm a married woman. It makes me uncomfortable. Can you just not do that shit around? I me? need more context. I just want to know how did y'all meet? You know what? What is the foundation for this relationship? Because um, you going I out your way to flirt with people. You know, yeah, <laughs> it's a long term friendship. I'll say that. Okay. Um. Also, so it's also little I stuff that kind of grew over time. Like, oh, I know yeah. this. Okay. And real that. life, I think also, and I not to even just go into all those details. I think. As you mature in life and things become more serious for you and life becomes, it makes more sense for you. Like you've went through the stages of life that your friend may not have gone in. Mm, you do true. realize mm-hmm. that your moral fibers are different. Yeah. It's no longer we're on the phone busting it up or we go to parties together or we go hang out for happy hour or we go date these niggas. You know what I mean? Right. So yeah. when you are between your teenage years and your early 20s, the friendships are very superficial. Yeah. And as you move into your later 20s and your 30s into your 40s, you really need good people around you, good people that share some of your same values and morals because those are the people that's going to show up for you. That's true. That's very so true. It becomes, it comes a little different where it just kind of, you realize you kind of outgrew the friendship a long time ago, but because there wasn't anything to really base it off of, um, you didn't realize it. And mm. sometimes people just don't have the same moral fiber as you. And it don't mean like, oh, you know, we not going to be cool, but you just can't be in my inner circle. And I feel like there's definitely people I would, I was friends with that I'm glad I'm not friends with no more because if I got in a, if I got in a relationship with somebody right now that I'm really serious about, they would never be invited to my house. <laughs> and it's a shame that you have to do that. It's a shame because right. I it's some people I, I can't that say I would what I never say. <laughs> it ain't always it, it just friends, not, child. It ain't always just no, friends. I say but I'm very like if you mixy, if you mm-hmm. like, I don't really. Some people just need does, attention. They don't even. Some women yeah, don't, even don't, don't, even do they don't even don't want the They don't even want the nigga. They just want the attention they want to be able to say her nigga was looking at me i've been around plenty of people that are that way where it's like yeah you know she thinks such and such but i I call him looking at me i could take him if i wanted he made this little comment that's why i don't like no friendly ass niggas but that's why and it's a shame but i don't like no nigga that's a little too motherfucking friendly don't be doing all that shit with my friends like you can be cool don't get me wrong i trust any bitch i bring around i trust you if it's gonna happen it's it's gonna fucking happen i'm not going to be oh let me make sure 
Like, whatever's going to happen can fucking no. happen outside of me. But my whole point is, don't be extra fucking Joe because some people I know will take that information. They'll take the little, you know, you having a little uh, joke with her to, like, get you want her now. You know, now this bitch is telling somebody else, yeah, you know, yeah, her nigga was flirting with me. And I've seen it so many times. And it's like, I've girl. I've seen it too. And I realized, that's why I said the insecurities is not there because if that's the only way that you feel beautiful, you feel love, you feel appreciated. Mm. Like I could be, and I'm not bragging because niggas are niggas, right. but most women, including myself and you, we can go outside, go to the gas station, look at how we looking right now, which is crazy. And somebody's <laughs> going to compliment us. Hey, speak for yourself. No, I'm playing. <laughs> <laughs> Natasha, they'll compliment you. So if you're always, and, and the thing is compliments are, it's low hanging fruit. Like right. a fucking, a fucking cricket can tell you you beautiful. But you're not like, like a... it don't matter. I, I'm go ahead. I'm sorry. I, cause I I'm still cause I'm looking at this not prioritizing kids' needs and wants. Cause are we talking about the man? Fuck the nigga thing. That's one yeah. layer. The kid shit. See, that's that's kind of um. Those are hard nose for me. We talked about our hard nose. It's certain yeah, that's shit. A hard no for that's me. a hard motherfucking no for me. I'm sorry when it comes to men and fucking bitches that I be around. Like I don't. I had a relative I, I stopped kind of fucking with, and half of that was because of the fact that you wasn't in your your kid's life and you weren't fucking raising them, and it was, mm-hmm. you never talked about it. when they came around. It was a burden for you. I didn't like right. that shit. I don't like to see no fucking deadbeat bitch. I'm sorry, and I understand not prioritizing needs and wants may not be to that extreme, but to me it is a thing because how the fuck does she, how is she prioritizing dating it? How is dating on this fucking list that we talking about? But that's what I wanted to say is that how is dating but your child's needs and wants? And I feel like a lot of women do that. Y'all kids be looking crazy. That's a damn Like shit. a lot of, I'm not being funny. Mm-hmm. Also, it'd be funny that y'all be having like three, four kids and this time we see them as on Christmas and the first day of school. Girl. Like y'all, but you be out, you out. Like I don't be understanding how women be having kids and shit. And it's fucking Thursday on a school night and you out bopping. I don't get, and don't even get, did the kids do their home? Is the homework done? Did they eat? Is, the is dinner done? ready? Is their clothes or uniform iron for tomorrow? And I peep like people like, one thing I'll say about like a lot of my friends that are parents, they'll do a whole girls trip, they'll do a bay trip or something like that. But best believe they gonna take them kids like, out somewhere, like, like a motherfucker. Like listen, best believe them <laughs> kids gonna see a trip. A lot of y'all be having whole kids and they don't even see outside of Philadelphia. It's a shame. Or, where, who, or wherever y'all got you guys are listening, they don't see it outside their home state. But y'all worried about, like, a man flying you out and all of this and making you feel good. Like, them same things that Mm. you get from men, those compliments, those things, those affirmations, are you pouring it into your child? You can't be because you can't even pour it into yourself. Girl, and so that's a that shame. That would make me very. I can't. I it's, can't be around no Debbie, bro. I'm so like, it's, that shit is like the height of. That's worse than a man to me. That is motherfucking ten times worse. I don't understand. Like you said, as a woman, for instance, today I went to the nullery. I when I made my appointment, I made it for me and my daughter. 
I could have fucking got my shit done on my own. I got, and we both got both. She got the same shit the fuck I got. She just don't get acrylic enough. And she got gel on her nails and she got fucking feet done. And I'm like, you know, I purposely, like I caught myself when I was making my next appointment. I said, oh wait, no, her birthday coming up. So I'll wait until like a week. I'm like, Malia, you sure you can wait till your birthday? Whatever. She's like, yeah. And I was just thinking, hmm, when I was doing it, like she is really kind of low key spoiled. <laughs> you mm-hmm. know, cause when I was 10, I wasn't getting my nails done on the regular. And I damn sure never got my feet done. So mm-hmm. I'm like, you know, just hearing her talk to the lady and stuff. I'm like, she... This is gonna be nothing to her. Like when she It's the norm. It's just <laughs> This her is norm. regular life for right. It's just normal. So And also it's mommy and daughter time. Very much it's so. something. It's a beautiful memory. We all have certain memories that you have as a child with your mom that you cherish. Yeah. Like some like it, it might be significant insignificant to them. Like, oh, this is just something I do, but it be a big deal to the child. You yeah. know what I mean? I couldn't imagine not being involved, but I know a lot of, so are, this is what I want to know. Is this person, do they have young kids or is it like, when I say young below 10? Yeah. I uh, see. I don't understand that. I, and I I'll just say this. I couldn't be a dedicated mother. And I said this to a friend a long, long, long time ago. A friend of mine was hanging with a girl that had multiple children and yet they were placed in different places. I oh. think one child was somewhere else and the others were with someone else. And my friend had custody of her child and she was doing for her kid. My friend is, you know, her, she with her son every day, the son not with their uh, father or whatever. Right. Got them in daycare. She get up, go to work, go to school. And her friend was hanging out with her day in, day out and didn't have her kids on a daily basis. And if I got my child, you hanging out with me, and bitch, you ain't you ain't thinking about your kids. You making appointments to see your fucking kids. Mm. I said, how do you? I said, how do you, uh, like do well and all the things that you're trying to do? If you got this bitch hanging out with, there's nothing as bitch hanging out with you. Right. And at the time, she was like, oh, I mean, that's her, and then you know, like that's on her or whatever. And then later she was like, you know what? You was right. Like she really wasn't doing shit. Yeah. Like she, like that is something to look out for. The fact that she, I got my kid on a daily basis and this bitch don't. That's a red fucking like you, flag. That's weird. Like bitch, what the fuck is wrong with you? And a lot of people, I just feel like be trying to chase um, something that they felt like they missed. Like a lot of people chase youth. And let mm-hmm. me just tell you, I don't have no kids. I'm 30. I'm about to be 31. It ain't too much out here. (laughs) No, I'm just saying. You're so cute. I experienced everything and I had fun. I'm I'm saying that to say like I had no responsibility outside of myself. Yeah, I know, but it's cute when you was like, I'm 30, about to be 30. But it it was like you were saying it like... Because we might have listeners that are a lot... We do have listeners that are a lot younger than me. I I understand. It's just weird to hear somebody say it and like... I'm like I'm now I'm the old like I'm normally I'm not old. the old person so it's like normally <laughs> the people say to me like that's not that old you know what I mean you're not yeah. old you're young and it's like no you really just make me feel old as fuck right now like no I'm 30 just, about to be 31 so like God, I'm, I'm just saying Go that <laughs> I'm I experience these the ages that people are trying to chase 
the mm. youth that they're in the fun and it's like it's not that deep like are I they just, trying to I chase was, or do they not want the responsibilities to be in a parent I think anymore? it's both I think they that's never what it sounds like yeah it I sounds think a like lot they don't of people want that. had children because you thought that it was going to keep somebody around oh. or you thought that it would be somebody that was going to always love you and you tried to be codependent and mm. now when somebody else is you know filling your water well you don't need your kid like, I don't know. I can't So, who really, was watching the like, kids? That's what I meant to ask you. It's this relatives. Oh, other people know. are. I think that's irrelevant. Oh, they watching I themselves? Like, <laughs> no, because I want to know, how do you date if you don't have a babysitter? They can watch themselves? They old enough to watch? It's more than one child. They can watch themselves? I don't know. But mm-hmm. I just feel like mm-hmm. I can't prioritize nothing. I watched my mind prioritize me and my siblings way before anything else. Right. And I I seen her put her needs and her wants with a lot less than what a lot of these other bitches get. So Girl. I just I can't. I it ain't can't no really. excuse. Like when you become and a parent, there is a certain a level of sacrifice that you have. To and make. just based off that, I couldn't respect you. If I can't respect I you as a mother, I can't respect you as a woman. How do I you break really, bread with somebody how, like that? How you become? How you my friend? How do we go out to eat and I don't feel guilty that your kids is probably home hungry? I just right. can't do it. I can't even trust. I can't mm. even trust that you a good mom. Like, I would have to be asking the kids that they eat and shit. Yeah. But it's like, also, like, if I can't trust you as a mom, as a woman, or, so, if you not, if you don't even want to put no effort into your motherhood, the fuck is you my friend for? Exactly. Because friends is more than turning up. Because these days, a bitch don't be turning up. These days, like, we hang out when we hang out. And sometimes... A phone conversation is needed between us because we be going through our own breakdowns, our own struggles, our own. Mm-hmm. And but when as, we both parents, even if our kids are different in ages, I still we would be doing family type shit. The beach. Oh, you want to bring your kids? I'm gonna bring right. my kids, and we all gonna hang out, do kitty shit. That that's it right. becomes that too. <laughs> Yo, let's have a wind down and you know what I mean? Let the kids play. We're exactly. gonna drink some wine. We're gonna catch up. Like, whatever. I just don't really trust. I don't trust no person that's not good to their kids because I feel like you. That's the. That's I was about, the only girl. You have to be good. Right, to, you said shit. If like, it's fucked them, then it's fuck everybody. Yeah. <laughs> oh, but yeah. you know, well, not obviously not penis. So that's a whole. And, and I can't same, fuck with nobody yeah. to do that. If you choose men over that, you choose the nigga over me in a heartbeat. And then I feel, I was about to say, you choosing that nigga every time. <laughs> fuck you. I couldn't even say that I see him. That, I could, that, that nigga right could, in. it wasn't me, your ass, all the way back to the bedroom. I would have fucking pictures. I was about to say, <laughs> fucking say and girl. I, more than likely, you are probably attracting predators oh, for that oh, very shit. fucking reason. So I wouldn't even trust your fucking judgment as a mom because of the fact mm-hmm. that you would date somebody, continuously date men that are unavailable. That means it's something in you that is attracting dummy. Like pineapple. I'm a dummy. Right. <laughs> exactly. But um, that pretty much became, became our glow up topic. So we hope that that was. I know we didn't mean you know. to go on the rant about it. <laughs> so hopefully we were able to help you and it, basically we'll be saying is that y'all probably can't really be friends and y'all can only just be around each other exactly um, casually but as always tune into us on Apple, Spotify and SoundCloud at Just yeah. Let It Glow and follow us on 
Instagram at JST Let It Glow and Twitter at Just Let It Glow. Thank you guys for listening to us. Yes. Make sure that you um, subscribe on all available streaming services. And if you're on Apple, please rate and review. Yeah, we yeah. really, really need y'all to rate and review. Rate, review, and share, share, share. Share if you and care. And guess what? We might have something special next week. Yeah. So follow our Instagram page. That's a surprise. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all y'all. Right. Love you guys. Bye.